Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, Wolf and Luke, Tim Ring in for Luke. We're back on a Friday, 11-17. We're talking Cardinal football. Jonathan Ginn continues to now cast his own net far and wide to try to assemble a coaching staff for his inaugural maiden voyage here uh, in Arizona. One of the names on the list to potentially be the team's new offensive coordinator, and there are a few names percolating. Joel Thomas, running backs coach down there with the New Orleans Saints. To talk about Joel Thomas and what he potentially could bring to the Cardinals table. John DeSagier, the senior writer for the New Orleans Saints, joins us now for a few minutes. Uh, John, thanks for taking the time today. We appreciate it. You're on with uh, Tim and Wolf. John, uh, before we get to Joel, though, quick question. What are the chances of Derek Carr quarterbacking your football team next fall? Ooh, that's a really, really good question. That's a million-dollar question. Look, I, you know, they brought him in yeah. to wine and dine him. So obviously there's a huge interest uh, by the Saints, and I really think it's just just a matter of what Derek Carr wants. Um, it's probably one of those situations where the guy you get drafted, you you're with one team, you've never had a chance to to have that recruiting process in the NFL. So I think he's just going to enjoy his his trips, uh, but it really is just a matter of where he wants to go because the Saints want him. They wouldn't have brought him here and, and looked at him, and looked him over if they didn't. Dennis Allen's got a relationship with him so they know him as much as anyone and so it really is just a matter of what he wants to do and can the saints uh, give him the, the the support system on the field and off that he that he needs yeah john thank you so much for coming on once again buddy we've talked to you before and i really do appreciate your time tell me a little bit about joel thomas whom the arizona cardinals are actually considering as an offensive coordinator you know, really bright guy. Um, when he came here in 2015 as, as a running back coach from college, he came from Arkansas. You know, we didn't know anything about him. He just he'd been a career college running backs coach. Uh, but his position group has performed well. I, I would imagine you've got to imagine that he that he learned some some innovation from Sean Payton being on that staff for a while, and then he. Experienced some rough times with this staff uh, the last couple of years, so I think he's a guy who probably has a good feel of what he feels like works and what he feels like doesn't work. Uh, what kind of quarterback do you have? Can you build around that quarterback, or, do you, or, or is it going to have to be a run game oriented kind of thing? He's seen both of those scenarios here in New Orleans where Drew Brees was really, really good and you built around the quarterback and then Drew Brees tailed off some and you had to, you know, kind of build around your your, your running game and, and lean a little bit more on the defense. So he's seen both sides of it. And he had a great deal of input here because one of the things about Sean Payton and Dennis Allen also is they allow those guys to voice what it is they are concerned about and what what it is they believe will work. Uh, regardless of your position, you've got a voice in that in that room in terms of game planning, you know, hey, this is going to work. This is this is what we feel, you know, we can call against these guys. So, you know, he's got that experience. Now, would he do it the way he's seen it done here exactly? Probably not. I'm sure he's, you know, envisioned the tweaks he would make to an offense. And if you've got a, a Kyler Murray, and if you've got, you know, I don't know what the receiver situation will, will be, but, you know, if you've got a Kyler Murray and he's healthy, uh, you feel like that is a, a foundational block that you can build around because it's it's hard to find a good quarterback in the NFL. We, we've seen a bit of that with the Saints the last couple of seasons where they just have not had the consistency 
at that position. And I know Kyler Murray hadn't been, you know, all peaches and cream, but he is still, when he's right, a really, really good player. And so that's the kind of guy, if you're a Joel Thomas or if you're any other offensive coordinator, uh, you might not have a, you might not have a Patrick Mahomes to deal with or Jalen Hurts or, or Josh Allen or one of those guys, but Colin Murray ain't bad if, if, you're, if you're an offensive coordinator and you've got some pieces to go around it. You know, yeah, you know, uh, John, it'd be, it'd, be a, it'd be an intriguing situation for Joel or any offensive coordinator coming in because, for one, your, your, your head coach is a defensive-minded guy, so there always comes a little more autonomy for the offensive coordinator. Then... As you as you talked about Kyler Murray, there he's not only a unique talent, but he's he's kind of a unique personality. So there, it has to be the right fit for anybody that's going to take the reins of trying to control and coach and coach up Kyler Murray. What is it about Joel Thomas that you think may make him a good fit for this situation? Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator. Uh, former D.C., obviously, as a now head coach, and the unique traits of Kyler Murray? Well, I, I don't know Kyler Murray personally, obviously. I just know what I've seen and read about him. But if, if, I'm, if I'm reading the, the room correctly, he needs a straight shooter, uh, somebody who's going to feed it to him, you know, and, and tell him exactly not just what his, what his pros are, but you've got to be serious about what your cons are. You've got to be serious about what, what the deficiencies are, and you've got to work on them. And I think that's one of the things that Joel Thomas can bring to you now. He's dealt with Alvin Kamara since 2017, the running back. And Alvin's a unique personality. Um, he's one of those guys who, if he likes you, he likes you. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. <laughs> and, Joel, and, and Joel's one we of those guys. We all know somebody who, like that, right, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Joel's one of those guys who was able to get through to him, even though Joel didn't have a whole lot of experience as an NFL coach. Uh, he's got that kind of personality. I think he's, I think he's gregarious enough and, and and bubbly enough, but also a guy who can say, "Look, we need you to do X, Y, and Z, and I don't care what it is you think you should do right here. This is what you've got to do for the team." And you've got to have that kind of guy. Um, I always say, you know, hey, as many good cops as you have, you need a bad cop. Somebody's got to be able to, oh yeah, to like tell these guys the the unvarnished truth, you know. Because at base, I think a lot of these guys really, really, really wanted to be coached, and, and some of them can take it better than others, the harshest. But you know, sometimes you just got to get real with a guy, especially when a guy isn't playing well or hasn't played well and needs to raise his level of play or needs to get his ego aligned with his level of play. I think Joel's a guy who can do that. Yeah, John, that, that was going to be my question right there. There are many coaches who get things out of players and they do it in many different ways. But from a personality perspective, what is Joel Thomas like? Is, is he a hard coach? Does he believe in hard coaching? Do you hear him yelling out on the field? What is he like from a coaching perspective? I've heard him yell before. I mean, he's not a guy who does a whole lot of yelling. I think he, I think if he does a lot of yelling, I think it's reserved probably for the meeting rooms. I don't think he's a guy who wants to to embarrass guys on the field or put them on that spot on the field, especially 
when the media is out there. Now, we don't get a chance to watch the whole practice, so I can't say exactly how he is once practice starts going. But we have heard him in certain situations, you know, get on guys, you know, and let them know, look, you, you know, you, you got to protect the blankety-blank ball or you got to run the blankety-blank route or, you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. So, you know, he's a stickler for that. He wants to make sure that his position group doesn't have gaps. And he's got no qualms about if and Alvin Kamara blows assignments to take him off the field and to say, you know what, we're in pass pro and you're not protecting and we got to get somebody on the field who's going to protect that quarterback because on this given play, that's what your responsibility is. He's not a guy who's got any qualms about that kind of thing. And if he can do it with a guy who is as talented and productive and necessary as an Alvin Kamara, I think he can project and do that with everyone. Johnny, even though you don't like gumbo, it's just you're not a big gumbo (laughs) fan. Last time we had you on, that blew my mind. But thank you. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. We appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you guys having me, and um, and you know if you guys, you know if 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 it doesn't work out with Joel, we will happily uh, retain him here in New Orleans because he's a really he's a really nice guy, really nice guy, great personality, and uh, we're always wishing the best for him. Of course, you know you want guys to, to advance in the business, uh, but if this if this isn't his opportunity, we will certainly uh, be glad to have him back here on this staff.